There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 80 of the Digital Freemason podcast for the week of March 17th, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my excellent adventures through the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, this and all other episodes are available at the website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com, and I encourage you to swing by and check them out. So this week's topic deals with the cable tow, and I know I've done a previous episode on the cable tow, but that one was more about the uh, focusing on the naval use of the cable tow and what it's physically it's about. This week's episode goes a little bit more into the Masonic side of it, and it was done by uh, the Reverend Joseph Fort Newton as a uh, as part of the Masonic Service Association, and deals with how the cable tow is actually used and symbolized in Freemasonry. So let's dig right into it now and get it scored. The word cable tow, we are told, is purely Masonic in its meaning and use. And it is so defined in the dictionary, but not always accurately, which shows that we should not depend upon the ordinary dictionary for the truth about Masonic terms. Masonry has its own vocabulary and uses it in its own way. Nor can our words always be defined for the benefit of the profane. Even in Masonic folklore, the word cable toe varies from use and form. In an early pamphlet by Pritchard issued in 1730 and meant to be an exposure of Masonry, the cable toe is called the cable rope, and in another edition it is called the tow line. Now the same word tow line is used in a pamphlet called A Defense of Masonry, written, it is believed, by Anderson as a reply to Pritchard at about the same time. It, in neither pamphlet, is the word used in the exact form and sense in which it is used today. And in a, in a, and in a note, Pritchard, wishing to make everything Masonic absurd, explains it as meaning the roof of the mouth. In English lodges, it has no symbolic meaning at all, apparently. But in American lodges, has, it has almost too many meanings. To some of us, this non-symbolical idea and use of the cable toe is very strange, in view of what masonry is in general, and particularly in its ceremonies of initiation. For masonry is a chamber of imagery. The whole lodge is in fact a symbol. Every object, every act, is symbolical. The whole fits together into a system of symbolism by which masonry veils, and yet reveals, the truth it seeks to teach to such as the, those who have eyes and are ready to receive it. As far back as we can go in the history of the initiation, we find that the cable toe, or something like it, is used very much as it is used in the Masonic Lodge today. No matter what the origin and the form of the word as we have employed it may be, whether it be the Hebrew kebal or the Dutch kabal, both mean rope. The fact is the same. In India, in Egypt, in most of the ancient mysteries, a cord or cable was used in the same way for the same purpose. Its meaning, so far as we can make it out, seems to be some kind of a pledge, a vow in which a man pledges his life. Even outside the initiation, we find it so employed as, for example, in a striking scene of the Bible, the description is almost Masonic. The king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, 
has been defeated in battle by the king of Israel, and his servants are making a plea for his life. They approach the king of Israel with ropes upon their head, and speak of his brother Ben-Hadad. Why did they wear ropes or nooses on their heads? Evidently to symbolize a pledge of some sort, given in a lodge or otherwise between two kings, of which they wished to remind the king of Israel. The king of Israel asks, Is he yet alive? He is my brother. Then we read that the servant of the Syrian king watched to see if the king of Israel made a sign, and, catching his sign, they brought the captive king of Syria before him. Not only was the life of the king of Syria spared, but a new pledge was made between the two men. The cable toe, then, is an outward and visible symbol of a vow in which a man has pledged his life or has pledged himself to save another life at the risk of his own. Its length and strength are measured by the ability of the man to fulfill his obligation and his sense of moral sanctity of his obligation, a test that is both of his capacity and of his character. If a lodge is a symbol of the world, an initiation is figuratively our birth into the world of masonry. The cable toe is not unlike the cord which unites a child to its mother at birth, and so it is usually interpreted. Just as the physical cord, when cut, is replaced by a tie of love and obligation between mother and child, so, in one of the most important moments of obligation, the cable toe is removed, because the brother, by his oath, at the altar of obligation, is bound by a tie stronger than any physical cable. What before was an outward physical restraint has become an inward moral constraint. That is to say, force is replaced by love, outer authority by inner obligation, and that is the secret of security and the only basis of, of our brotherhood. The cable toe is a sign of pledge of the life of a man. He pledges his life to the service of the craft. He agrees to go to the aid of a brother, using all the power in his behalf, if within the length of his cable toe, which means, if within the reach of his power. How strange that anyone should fail to see the symbolical meaning in the cable toe. It is, indeed, the great symbol of that mystic tie which masonry spins and weaves between men, making them brothers and helpers of one another. But let us remember that the cable toe has two ends. If it binds a mason to the fraternity, by the same fact it binds the fraternity to each man in it. The one obligation needs to be emphasized as much as the other. Happily, in our day, we are beginning to see the other side of the obligation, that the fraternity is under vows to its members to guide, instruct, and train them in the effective service of the craft and of humanity. Control, obedience, direction, or guidance. These are the three meanings of the cable toe as it is interpreted by the best insight of the craft. Of course, by control we do not mean that masonry commands us in the sense that it uses force. Not at all. Masonry rules men as a beauty rules an artist, as love rules a lover. It does not drive, but it draws. It controls us, shapes us, through its human touch and its moral nobility. By the same method, by the same power with it wins the obedience and gives guidance and direction to our lives. At the altar, we take vows to follow and obey its high principles and ideals, and, and the Masonic vows are not empty obligations. They are vows in which a man pledges his life and his sacred honor. 
the old writers defined the length of cable toe, which they sometimes call a cable's length, variously. Some say it is 720 feet, or twice the measure of a circle. Others say that the length of a cable toe is three miles. But such figures are merely symbolical, since in one mat it may be three miles, and in another it may as easily be 3,000, or to the end of the earth. For each mason the cable toe reaches as far as his moral principles go, and his material conditions will allow. Of that distance each of us must be our own judge, and indeed do pass judgment upon ourselves accordingly by our own acts in the aid of others. Recently, a man of science said that if the earth were held in its orbit by iron bars, they would have to be closer together, not more than a foot apart, and covering the entire surface. If, he said, these bars were twisted together into one giant cable, he doubted if it would be strong, as strong as the invisible bond, or the cable, by which the earth is held into its vast orbit. It was a striking way of teaching us that cables that reach the longest and hold the strongest are invisible, and formed of forces which men do not reckon, just because they are noiseless and unseen. Just so, when the cable toe of each mason is joined with that of every other mason, and all are united in one cable of kindness, it makes a bond of brotherhood that might, the might of which no mortal can measure. It helps to hold the world together. It holds when other ties break, as it did during the Civil War in the United States. It is one of the holiest assets of humanity, a far-stretching tie, mystical and unseen, and yet more unbreakable than bands of steel, in which the obligation and loyalty of love to each of us is one strand. There is an unseen cord that binds the whole wide world together. Through our every life it winds, this one mysterious tether. There are no separate lives. The chain, too subtle for our seeing, unites us upon the plane of universal being. Such is the divine cable toe by which the world is held together in its moral orbit. To discover the cord running through our lives, yours, your life and mine, uniting us with all the seekers after truth, all lovers of right, all servants of God and man, is a mission and blessing of masonry. What is the length of our cable toe? Who knows how far it actually reaches? So that's some thoughts from uh, Reverend Newton on the Masonic side of the cable toe this time around. And it's rather a timely, uh, timely piece, because for the first time this week, I will be giving the uh, secret work in the first degree, which includes the cable toe. So we'll, uh, we'll do our best, and uh, hopefully everything goes well with that. So until next week, hopefully, um, I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. And I have to say that uh, I've been, uh, been enjoying doing these and uh, all the comments that, that you've been putting forward and would like to, uh, like to get some more of. You can always visit me at the website, again, thedigitalfreemason.com. Or I've also joined up, a, uh, put up a little while back, a, uh, if you're on Facebook, there's a group called the Digital Freemason, where you can see other fellows that are joining up to that. I think we're sitting, oh, geez, somewhere around 50 or 60, somewhere around there. I can't really remember the number. But by all means, swing by, add yourself to there, and uh, look forward to seeing you. And I always want to say thank you for the uh, donations, for uh, defraying the costs of uh, hosting the website. Um, donations are always welcome. They can be done 
by clicking on the donation button on the uh, in the menu and it's uh, all done securely through PayPal and I always appreciate uh, those brother that come by and uh, drop a couple a uh, couple coins into the uh, into my bag and helps me out with my northeast angle situation of the uh, of the website anyway until next time I've been your host Scott I've enjoyed our time together and uh, be sure to keep the shiny side up